You don't get it, son. This isn't a mud hole. It's an operating table. And I'm the surgeon. sessions in broad daylight. I know why you're afraid to go out at night. The Batman. See, Batman had shown Gotham the true colors of does a ninja clan want with an experimental cloud seeder? Where are your meta-humans? Meta? You mean the turtles? Turtles? to the Eternal Night Podcast, where we like to discuss everything Batman, Dark Knight, Detective, and everything pertaining to this world. As you all know, you can follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for The Eternal Night, or T-E-K underscore podcast. As you all again also know, I am one of your hosts. My name is Philip Barker, and again, joined by my co-host, the Alfred to my Batman, Mr. Craig Blaylock. Craig, how you doing, buddy? Happy Batman Day. Happy Batman Day, indeed. I am excited for this. Right, because the episode that I just posted came out uh, around 10 o'clock last night Pacific time, but uh, it's out for the world today. Five legendary moments of uh, Dark Knight, Volume 1. We mentioned we were going to do a commentary on uh, Batman versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and we are going to make good on that promise. And uh, If anyone has listened to any commentaries I've done for Superhero Stress, it's going to be kind of the same bill here. We're going to be we're queued up. Craig and I are also queued up because we have uh, digital versions of this movie. Um, normally, there would be some, you know, before talk going on, but uh, considering we both have things to do, we're just going to get right into it and not kind of bother with the details. And we're after the episode, or sorry, after the movie, we're going to be talking a little bit about On Leather Wings. And yeah, but uh 
just some pregame thoughts before this this movie uh when i'm i remember first watching it and i'm just it's it's probably one of the best batman movies ever made and i think it's important that you know this be the first one that we do because i feel like batman's a character that should be inclusive for you know for all shapes and sizes and purposes so having him you know partner with the tmnt kind of makes me feel it, it takes me back to when i was younger and used to watch like the super friend show or when batman would meet up with like scooby-doo or a couple other crossover characters that would happen so i'm really excited to talk about this one with you so how do you, what about you craig do you have any pre-movie thoughts before we get right into it yeah no i actually totally agree there about just giving you that nostalgic feeling i mean we both grew up i grew up you know late 80s early 90s and i was obsessed with everything ghostbusters batman and ninja turtles so to have two of those three things that i was obsessed with as a kid crossover like this is just great and i i agree with you i think this very well may be one of the best batman movies in general and just because of the fun of it i love that this movie just it's fun from beginning to end. You were, you just have a smile on your face the whole time you're watching it. Yeah, I don't even think there really is like a a bad sequence per se in this film or even like a bad part. Like there's one part in specific that I can remember that I kind of like nod my head at a bit. But outside of that, yeah, it's 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 a really fun movie. It's got a lot of really great performances. Troy Baker does like double duty as Batman and the Joker. So that was interesting to yeah, and I actually I was going to give him a shout out uh, during this commentary that his Joker is spot on Mark Hamill there. I mean, you talk about someone who just absolutely nails the sound of Mark Hamill's Joker, Troy Baker, right there. He's pretty close. Yeah, I, I give him a lot of credit, and he was the voice. That, I think he first did the voice in Arkham Origins. I think that was his first yep. outing in the role. So, which is funny because I remember specifically there, I think it was IGN's review of Batman Arkham Origins. Mm -hmm. And one of their criticisms of the game was, well, Troy Baker did a great job as the Joker, but his voice work kind of doesn't match up because really all he's doing is doing a younger version of Mark Hamill's Joker. And I'm like, yeah, that's the point. (laughs) That's the whole reason. This is an origin story for those characters in that universe that totally makes sense yeah yeah and i also like that this is based off of the the comic run from james tyner the fourth and williams freddie williams the second because i read the first volume i got two in. i think i've got three or i'm gonna get three i might have all three i don't know i'm, I'm not gonna look at my bookshelf let's just get right into it because this movie is just too too fun not to talk about and you know we've already seen i've seen it again just even before we started recording craig's already watched it twice now so yep. it's it's pretty fresh in our brains. So without further ado, uh, we're watching it digitally. We are both at the zero 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 mark, and uh, after I hit say play, we're both going to be pressing play and off into this epic journey between Batman, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and the Foot Clan, as well as Rachel Ghoul, Razakul, whatever your preference is. All right, Craig, I'm ready when you are. Let's do it. All right, three, two, one, play. There's the WB yep. animation sign. Nickelodeon. Now, this was a joint effort between the two because uh, Nickelodeon was actually owned by Warner Media, well, now Warner Media, formerly Time Warner, uh, up until 1986. And um, so this was actually a, a pretty interesting crossover that, you know, you don't see too many of these 
you know these other studios that because I think Nickelodeon's Paramount now NBC. I believe so. There's NBC the blimp. <laughs> yes, yes, the blimp. Right there, as soon as you see that, you already know we're in Gotham. Yes, but then you also see a ninja, and you might think, you know, League of Shadows or League of Assassins, but it's yep. not quite that. Ah, Powers Industrial, haha, uh-huh. Batman Beyond reference. <laughs> now, I gotta say, the, the animation here, I actually really, really like the style of it. It's almost like a happy blend of Batman the Animated Series and the Batman. Yeah, I agree. Now we're introduced it, to uh, Barbara Gordon here, not in a bat suit. With the world's strongest notebook right there, being able to stop ninja stars. For real. I like how Doing she saves yeah, save people, but then we see the Foot Clan. Oh, man. Now, and I actually like the designs of the Foot Clan here. You know, yeah. there have been a couple various uh, looks that I've seen, and then, you know, you get the turtles in the shadows which i like that visual the like the shadow play in this is great i think they do this multiple times throughout the movie where these fights where they have these shadowy i know there's a scene where robin is fighting a couple foot soldiers with the shadow look and it's great so this transition that they did from bat you know from barbara to batgirl in her outfit and i actually really like that each character in this, you know, we get this first shot of Batgirl. This is post, I think this is Rebirth. This is like based off the Rebirth era of Batgirl. But this suit for Batman almost makes me think like, you know, Jim Aparo, Neil Adams-ish. Mm-hmm. And then Robin, you know, we'll get, because Robin's in this movie as well. He's, you know, in fact, Damian Wayne. And that's very much uh, Frank Quitely, Grant Morrison's-ish Robin. And here we go, the opening credits. To your point, you know, you, we were talking about it before we started recording that this this movie has a really epic score and sound piece to it. Yeah, the soundtrack. I love the soundtrack. Yeah. It's a good blend. You know what? It when I was watching it again for the second time today and really trying to pay attention to the music, they did a great job just kind of they take like the tone of the Batman animated series and the movies and then just kind of also mix in like the kind of 80s radical style of the Ninja Turtles. Agreed. On both counts. And I like the black and white aesthetic of... And there's the comic yeah, book cameo. There's... Yep. Based on characters from DC, Nickelodeon. It is weird seeing the Nickelodeon symbol there. <laughs> for this PG-13. And again, uh, right at Actually, the beginning when it said rated PG-13 for violence, this this movie's got some violent moments to it. Oh, yeah. And I actually really like this this not quite simple Batcave, but it, it's very stacked yeah. with references. Checking out the attack. He's got a Superman. Mode. Alfred, Alfred throwing some throwing some shade there. <laughs> notice how Bruce doesn't even notice the mug. Right. Didn't, didn't even look at it. You know, Alfred did that on purpose. Oh, 100 <laughs> percent. And I love Alfred in this movie. Yeah, Alfred is 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 really great in this. I love I love Alfred in this movie as well. Especially when he gets to interact with Michelangelo later on. Yeah. There we go. Throwback to the uh the poster for the 1990 <laughs> yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah. uh, right there. Uh, love yep. it. Oh man, this this back this 
the way this Batman operates, it's like, I really hope this gets a sequel. I mean, there's more, there's a couple volumes of this, so I'm kind of hoping that they do do more. And, you know, the way the movie ends, you, they, they leave that implication yeah. a little open. So, but we're not I was going to say, without spoiling it yet, there's definitely opportunity for another one. I love this, this montage of the two teams getting ready. Well, it's Batman Forever inspired. What do you expect? Yep. yep. <laughs> no bat nipples, though. Yes. No bat nipples. All pure, 100% crisp WB animation. And the pizza, <laughs> the pizza slice. <laughs> That's what really sells. And this Batmobile is so badass. Yeah, I like this Batmobile. And bam. Shout out to the original opening to the mm-hmm. show, too. Yep. And that, I think, was a nod to BTAS, the way the Batmobile yep. leaves the cave. And right there, that shot from the opening. of the. Co- <laughs> the I think opening. that's also a shot from the comics. Oh, I bet. I've seen that. Oh, then here's Here one of my favorite go. parts. Yay. Yep. Tom Kenny as the penguin and his yep. goons and the, the mule man. This is so fun. Uh, my daughter. So um, for those of you who don't know, I have a daughter named Addie. Uh, she's eight years old, and she has not watched really anything Batman yet. So I was watching this last night, and she's like, what's this? I'm like, oh, this is Batman versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Most of the time when I watch something, she'll watch like two minutes of it, get bored, and walk away and go do her own thing. This, she sat right down, and she watched the entire thing with me. And she absolutely loved the scenes with the Penguin. <laughs> I love that one of his goons had a Batman tattoo with a, with a red <laughs> out. That was funny. And then, you know, the Foot Clan invades like Wayne Enterprises here, but it's all ruse. Oh, this is fun. Batman, the boss gave them the night off. <laughs> I actually like that they do a really good job of showcasing both. You know, like here was here's where Batman is, but then we also it does kind of go back score and forth kicks between. In. Yes, the score kicks in here. But it, I think it kind of goes back and forth with the turtles a little bit. Yeah. Now who's ready to talk? <laughs> I like this right here where Penguin sees that and he goes, oh, that's Batman. Oh, yeah, Batman totally wears red ninja masks. Right. Do I look like a friggin' <laughs> bat to you? You know what's really funny? Darren Chris does the voice of Raphael in this, and he's actually the voice of Superman now in the in the newer continuity for the animated stuff that they're doing with like uh oh, Superman. Okay. Yeah, with Superman Man of Tomorrow and Justice Society World War Two. Interesting. I'm gonna have yeah. to check those out. Yeah. Raphael's the voice of Superman. How funny is that? Yep. But this is this is just I never thought that if you were gonna put the turtles against one of Batman's antagonists. Yeah. Who who would they, who would they probably have the most fun with? And then you really kind of think about it. it's like the penguin. <laughs> yep, with their penguin machine guns. And I like this guy. Throw call back to Ninja Turtles the animated series. Yeah, uh, that's Crank, what I thought too. Body. Yeah, that's what yeah, I you thought. Can he totally tell like. that's the inspiration there. Oof. And Raph just gives him the knee to the face. Dude, you're out of dudes. Do I have to do everything myself? <laughs> yeah, my daughter, she cracked every time he does his penguin cackle. She cracked up laughing. Oh, dude, Tom Kenny does like a, a, <laughs> a, a, a near perfect uh, Burgess Meredith impression. Yep. I love that they took, I, I love that they decided that this penguin was going to be inspired by Burgess Meredith. At least as far as <laughs> the voice is concerned, but like even in look, but damn, yeah. he's just, 
I actually also love his his umbrella here. It's not just a gun. It's... Yeah. <laughs> it's a sword, and it's his getaway vehicle. Right. You face the penguin. <laughs> I like how the penguin thinks he can go toe-to-toe with Leonardo in a sword fight. I know, right? That's the I mean, he holds his own. Because, like, Leo's only using one sword. He doesn't even yeah. need, to, need, to, need to use the other one. And I love this nod here to, to Returns. Yep. <laughs> and there he goes. <laughs> so long, Cretans. You know, even for a PG-13 movie, this had a really well usage of, of verbiage. Because you know yeah, how some, some, of the, some of the animated films that kind of go a little too hard with some unnecessary foul yep. language. But I feel like here, everything was really well reserved. Yep. But, uh, to, but, but to your point, here we, go. here we go. This is where we get some, some of the reasons why the PG-13 was definitely earned in this. I love he's just kicking the crap out of these guys. All right, here we go. This is, um, this is what I dub the shit just got real moment. Where are your metahumans? You mean the turtles? And... Shirk in the face. <laughs> Batman's like, Bam. what? <laughs> oh, 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 Batman, you don't know what you're doing here. <laughs> but you do, but you don't. Quite possibly. Line. You know, I was thinking about this the other day when we talked about watching this, and this really solidified it. I think Shredder is my absolute favorite villain in anything. He just, he's been around me since my childhood you picked the wrong battle warrior <laughs> who and are i just i always love the shredder no matter what kind of media he's in oh dude i do too. and then this fight scene my oh, god i just i'm a Your huge fan of the first moment. film <laughs> i'm a really huge fan of the first film so yep. seeing that homage of him jumping down like first yep. film style then he, then like fighting batman of all people yep and not for nothing, they look incredibly fateful to just for, just from a you know visual standpoint, both of them, because yeah. later on he does get the cape, which is very uh, 1986 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles inspired. Yep. But I love that. Damn. Yeah, he just slams his head right in the pole and Shredder growls. Oh, man, dude. The choreography here is really well done. Oh, they don't pull the way they twist and turn and counter each other. Oh yeah, they don't. Look at they, that, that they, spin they, kick. They absolutely pull no punches Oof. here whatsoever. Breaks his blades, and he's like astonished at that. Yeah, there goes the other one. This right here, where he slams him. Oh, slams him into the computer. Throat jab. Now, see, what what he's about to do here is I refer to as the Sato Ashi strike, and mm-hmm. it's it's referred to by name later in the film. But but the reason, had he been more like, in like had he not been so fried from the fight, he would have mm-hmm. done a lot more damage to what he's about to do. But I don't think Batman, to Batman's like you know credit as a human, he doesn't anticipate this because he's never fought the Shredder mm-hmm. before. This is all a learning experience for him, so he should be really lucky that he even survives this. Yeah, he got he got really lucky that uh, that Shredder was willing to be, like he says here in a second, merciful. Very true. <laughs> but, you know, these are two of the most lethal combatants in their, in their respective 
ver- in their respective ver- universes. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Batman is one of the most tactical fighters in the DC universe. And the Shredder, I mean, it, it takes all four of the Turtles just to even match him. Mm-hmm. And they can't even beat Batman, as we'll come to find out later. Yeah. He doesn't say a word, just sits there and just goes, man, I just got my ass kicked. Right? He's like, damn, he whooped my ass. (laughs) Which, you know, there are not too many people who can hand Batman his ass. And I feel like the Shredder, Deathstroke, and Green Arrow. Yeah, I'll say it. Oliver Queen probably could on a good day. And definitely Wildcat. Those are probably some of the few people I think who could truly hand Batman his ass on on any given day. Captain America would give him a great fight. Um, I don't at all believe Iron Man would give him a good fight. I actually think Iron Man nah. would get the shit kicked out of him. Raish could give him a good could give him a good fight. Dude, Tim Drake went toe to toe with Rachel Ghoul and still didn't uh-huh. like he didn't die, but he he didn't win. I like this where he tells them, let's get these guys off the streets. Raphael's like, okay, peace. <laughs> Kicks them off. <laughs> and Donatello's still like, hey, I was, I'm still tying them. And they still manage to land in the trash. <laughs> I do like the how they did the design of the turtles. They do have specific features that make them kind of unique. They're you also know, Donatello with the slimmer head. Right. They're all. It, it kind of gives off the idea that even though the spe- despite the fact that they are brothers, they might not quite be all the same kind of turtles. Yeah. In in biology. Or maybe they are. They just have you know just different shades of color. I guess. I and then know. they see that Batmobile. <laughs> right. I like how Raph just remains so unimpressed throughout the majority of all of this. <laughs> That's the perfect way to do Raphael. And, like, I like the little touches, like how Raph has that scar above his eye. Yeah. you got to imagine he got that from Shredder. Oh, for sure. And the eyes. Uh, the thinning eyes. That, I feel Total like, is a nod to... to the animated series. Yeah, I was just going to say the same thing. It feels like a nod to the animated series there. You think this guy's working with the Shredder? And Raph just goes in. And they're like... Thanks, bud. Honestly, too, actually, now that I think about it, just like how their fight went with Shredder in the 90s movie. Remember, they were going to go after Shredder as a team, and Raph decided to charge in and, and try to take him down on his own. Ah, that's true. Yeah. Batman just handling everybody. I also like how it kind of comes down to him and Leo. Yeah. <laughs> this Sounds is just awesome. brilliant. <laughs> I said to the face. <laughs> I like this. I think we should see other people. But I don't uh, like, I like other, other people. people. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love the little jokes they throw in. There's a crazy guy in a bat suit who's trying to kill us, and they all run because they've never seen a giant <laughs> turtle before and call him a talking toad. Oh, man. Spooky stuff. And he would take the pizza slice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Always pepperoni, too. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I love pepperoni. Yep. Yeah. Oh, crud. 
I can hold out hope they do this in live action at some point. I don't think it'll ever happen, but I can have hope. Yeah, one would hope. Although, I am very curious. You know, they are they're working on that uh, that new Turtles movie that I guess Seth Rogen is producing or something like that. Something like that. Oh man, where where he shocks Raph. Yeah, poor Raph. Right here. Think fast. (laughs) He He thought thought too too fast. Damn, he just backhanded Donatello. <laughs> yeah, Batman Batman gives no gives no crap here. Oh, he doesn't pull any punches like whatsoever. He's he's just like, uh uh-uh. uh. Not today. I just got my ass whooped once, it's not happening a second time tonight. <laughs> you know, I also like too that over the years that they've really emphasized Batman's gauntlets as a defense mechanism. Yes. Because, you know, in the very early days it was always just like, oh, he just has gloves on. But no, right. they're they're gauntlets. He uses them in battle. Yeah, and you know, you could even say that that really didn't even become a useful thing until I mean, as far as live action is concerned, Batman Begins. Yeah, I would say the Nolan movies. See, there's the cape. Yep, there's the cape, and this is also uh, here Baxter Stockman. <laughs> and what do you know? He kind of sounds like Jeff Goldblum. A huh. little bit, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you think that was intentional? Yeah, little little callback there. I'm sure. To a movie that absolutely mortified me as a child. You know, I think I might have seen that that film when I was a kid, but I don't think it did anything to me like it did to you. Ugh. Ah, anything like when there's like skin peeling or anything grosses me out. So yeah, that movie that movie got to me when I was a kid. Oh, okay, yeah. Then deal with me. (laughs) And in comes Raish. And he looks just spectacular. Very Neil Adams. Yeah. And rightfully so. Neil Adams, Denny O'Neill created the character. It was funny, too. On the second watching of it today, um, Addie watched it with me again. And when Raish comes in into this scene, she (laughs) what did she say today? She's like, I really like that guy. Just the way he looks is really cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then she uh, she said, so is he really like a bad guy? I'm like, oh, you have no idea, child. I mean, Rachel Ghoul can be a sympathetic, caring kind of character to his loved ones and family, sure, but that does not excuse the fact that, you know, he runs an entire legion of assassins. Yep. <laughs> and that, that he wants to, you know, destroy cities and rebuild them in his image. Right. And also kind of lightweight rule the world, and he's also been yeah. around for nearly 600 years. And talk about a perfect pairing, you know, when you take when you're trying to think of Batman versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, what villains could work together? Rachel Gould. Perfect combination right Shredder. here. Right. Now, the in the comic, it's they they you know, they play it comic, you know, they 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 have portals, different universes, all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this, they're acting as if they are they are encompassed in the same universe, which I think is a brilliant idea. Personally. Yeah, no, I like that. Yeah, because in the I think in the comic they the turtles come to Gotham via some portal created by Krang, and again you know here they're just uh, part of the same universe. Which I actually the more I think about it, it's like well then at that point you get the best of both worlds in that you know 
the League of Assassins have been around for just as long as the Foot Clan, and now they're kind of aware of each other. And even Batman kind yeah. of mentions of it later on in the film. And this, I think, is is kind of a callback to uh, to Return of the Ooze. Yep. With uh, Razor. Right, Tucker and Razor. Except, you know, they, they took actual animals and turned them into giant creatures, not people. Yeah. Which, honestly, I honestly was kind of hoping that was going to happen in this movie. Um, when I saw that wolf creature, I was like, oh, is this movie where you get Toka and Razar in this movie? There's Robin. Yep. Which Damien Wayne, Robin. Which I know there's actually been a couple different versions of this, of this character now, which I find fascinating, to say the least. Yeah. And I would actually say that this version of the character is is a lot more reserved than he is, say, in the comics and even in, in the uh, the the new animated movies that they had that started with um, Justice League War, but also Son of Batman. Like that whole universe was like a side by side of, of a lot of Justice Leaguers and Batman, but also specifically like Damian Wayne. And he was a little yeah. bit more brutal and a little bit like he was absolutely the child of Talia. They made that abundantly clear. But here in this film, like they they. They don't necessarily outright say it, but you know, once once Damien calls him father later on down the line, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, for sure. And the, and he actually mentions, you know, Ra's al Ghul, whereas Shredder earlier before here in the Turtles, you know, he says Ra's al Ghul. And I found, I yeah. think we talked about that before we started recording. It's interesting that they they say it both ways in this movie. Yeah, I actually I rewatched uh, Son of Batman uh, last week, and I. I forgot how brutal they made damian wayne in those films oh dude he's like those those movies he's vicious man he's even more cruel in the comics i'll say that much that kid is (laughs) rough like he's had humblings sure but he's just he's he's notorious for being rough just put it to you that way And see, like, I like how Donnie's mouth here kind of has that beak of, like, a turtle. I like that they're hiding out in a in an arcade. Yeah. That feels very <laughs> appropriate. I'm actually also kind of hoping that for the Batgirl movie, they go with that design. I feel like that is I'm very nice. I'm hoping that, too. I feel like that's a very nice modern take on Batgirl's costume because... Because they use that same design for um, Batgirl and Harley Quinn as well. Right. Right, exactly. And I feel like that costume is really sticking well, so I, I honestly feel like we're going to see something like that for her film on HBO Max. Wouldn't surprise me at all, honestly. This I mean, is the one thing that kind of makes me chuckle here is Batman's like, uh, we can't keep the cloud cedar here, so I'm going to put it on a boat outside Gotham on a dock. Yeah, because right. nothing, nothing bad ever happens on docks in uh, Gotham City. Yeah. Maybe I, I love he still that. doesn't still doesn't fully trust the idea of the turtles. I actually like that they figure out where he lives and they're a, they're able to based on like a, <laughs> yeah. a water system. And even though <laughs> yeah. like they're the only ones who probably could. All things considered. Uh the turtle com. I love there's a call back to the original show. Right, yeah. Wow, I didn't even think I about love, that. I had I had a toy turtle com growing up. I love that thing. 
Holy shit, yeah, you're right. Now that I'm looking at it, you're absolutely right. I didn't even think about yep. that. Wow. I had the Turtle Com, one of my favorite toy sets. I had the their underground I had their sewer lair. Uh Okay, so, so the Batcave. Yeah. You've got the the Joker card, the T Rex, the giant penny. The penny. Did you okay, the costumes. Do you see that red one? Yeah. That is Bob Kane's original drawing from Batman. That is his initial Batman design. I was wondering what was going, because I obviously easily recognize all the other ones. And yeah, when I saw that red one, I'm like, the hell is that? Yeah, and then the one directly next to it, to the right, is Bill Fingers. Oh, okay. The Batcomputer. Yes. Of course, Donatello is like, yes, I'm going to play with this. I mean, I actually really dig that they're all very much still in character and i feel like these are very very faithful adaptations of who these characters are spiritually yeah and I, again you know i just love this trophy case of bat costumes because there's again there's the dc 27 issue that bill finger did that costume initially and then right next to it was um the one after it from um where he's got the the black over his cowl and the big mm-hmm. black bat but he's got some yeah <laughs> Michael- of course michelangelo starts messing around with the t-rex and he even took a bat cowl. And it doesn't even fit properly over his head. I love this. His his first reaction to Robin. Aw. <laughs> doesn't even think of him as a threat. He's just like, oh, look at this little kid playing dress up. I'm pretty sure that also, uh, Tim Drake, or sorry, I almost said Tim Drake. Um, the reason I said that is because I think um, Tim and Damien fought on top of the T-Rex in... Um, damn it, which book is it? Uh, I want to say Son of Batman or Batman oh, okay. and Son by Grant Morrison. Like Tim and Damien fought on the T-Rex. Interesting. And one of one of them was perched on it just like that. I love how Robin is holding his own against the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> it makes sense too because it's, it's you know, it's Damien and he is, yeah. you know, the son of Batman. He is the son of Talia al Ghul. The yep. villain in this movie is Raz al Ghul. So that just adds more, you know, there we go. Chemistry a little bit there. of the black. And I like this too. That's a, the, the, <laughs> yeah, that, This is exactly how you get him down. <laughs> yeah. Can't hear you, bro. It's Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. Daddy's home. home. <laughs> <laughs> get off, Robin now (laughs) troy baker does such a good job as both batman and joker in this he does a surprisingly good job as batman i was really curious to know what his batman was going to sound like because you know obviously after playing arkham origins and even after watching uh, long halloween like troy baker's made a pretty notorious note for himself as the voice of the joker for and i mean this in the nicest way possible but but essentially doing you know younger hamill and mm-hmm. I mean, really, like young Hamill. Like he's Joker is really like a young Hamill Joker, I should say, because it's not really a young Hamill. But you get what I mean. Yeah. But his Batman is just very reserved, very stoic, and I actually really like how proportionate the yellow oval is on his on his on his outfit. <laughs> Yes, this is one of the few times I'll accept the yellow oval. Y'all heard me say it. Big deal. I <laughs> how Robin was looking forward to fighting them more. <laughs> I may as well tell you who I know the Shredder's working with, and of course he would know. Yep. 
his dear old granddad. And here's where the PG-13 comes in again. Yes, you're absolutely right. You're just like, oh, so I guess he killed the guy. Oh, never mind. He no, killed no. him in much more brutal fashion. <laughs> and what bothers me about it is like his soul oh, isn't bloody one. at all. Yeah. This this guy gets it, I think, worse. I think you're at right. least the dude that got his head cut off. I mean, it was probably instant. Probably didn't even realize this dude. Ugh. And then, oh man, the way he lifts him off the ground. Gotham's best dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, unfortunately, your son's going to grow up without his dad now. Oh, that was quick and painless. Mm-hmm. And then this is just. Yeah. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> poor son of a bitch. <laughs> this is really this was the moment. So I was enjoying this movie a lot the first time I watched it when it got to this point and I see where they're at. And I'm like, wait a minute, are we going in this direction where we're going to have all of these villains in this movie? Okay. And the answer is indeed yes. Yes. Bane. Yeah. Surprisingly wearing a luchador mask. Yeah. Which I don't mind. And there's his teddy bear. Yeah, with his teddy teddy bear. bear. Scarecrow. An interesting scarecrow design there. Two-Face as well. very early days Two-Face, honestly, from the comics. Mm-hmm. Poison Ivy. You're like, ah, oh, who's this? Right. Of course. Good old Harley black, Quinn. Black and red uh, hair ties there. And I like that she pulls over the shredder just to use his <laughs> face shield as like a, a face mirror just to pull some <laughs> crap out of her teeth. Yeah. that's exactly what harley quinn would do (laughs) i hate gotham (laughs) and of course this person is housed behind some very extra security which requires a dead hand (laughs) oh man yeah you're like where'd he get that hand oh oh that's where he got that hand (laughs) And then Makes I love sense. it. Flings it. All right. I, that, I'm done with that. Now, not only is this man in yellow pants, he's in a straight jacket, too. Yep. Ugh. Now, at first, when I saw that, when he leaned forward, I was like, hmm. Interesting. But then yeah. once I saw him more moving animation, it, it, it looked better. At first, I was like, huh. That didn't quite look finished, I guess would be the best way. But yeah. <clears throat> you're the boss weird butler it gave her just like a whole you know three four hundred dollar <laughs> tip of course teenagers love this alfred oh dude i love the subtlety of how he handles the situation <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh, no <laughs> no emotion what's that i think that's why i like this alfred so much no emotion at all he keeps his stoic look ah oh, he slurped how do you slurp up pizza it's Michelangelo. I can slurp <laughs> up pizza. I slurp up I pizza. Like, 
I like this how they bond by their uh, their training. Yes. Raphael, and it, it does seem like Raphael and Damien kind of have a bit of a bonding throughout the movie too. A tad bit. Understood as a death cult. He's he's not wrong. Not really. No. The demon's head. Creepy evil ninjas. <laughs> I like how Donatello and Batgirl are the ones synthesizing some kind of anti-mutagen. I don't like that name, word ooze. <laughs> he called I just he called Razal Ghoul Ghoulie. He gives Raza he gives Ghoulie the juice. I actually like that as a nickname for Rachel Ghoul. Yeah. Again, I think that's another panel. Of homage to uh, Neil Adams and O'Neill. I yeah. think I've seen. I'm gonna have to find that book. I think it's called The Demon's Head. I'm gonna have to look that up. I like that she asked. She had to ask Don uh, Donatello if it was okay that she calls him Donnie. Mm-hmm. Like everybody now has mutual respect for one another. From this happily mutated turtle. And I like how Donatello has to reassure him that it won't work on anyone who hasn't been, like, mutated within 12 hours. Yeah. But then Batgirl's like, ah, but it's untested, and there might be a 40% chance of lethal side effects. And it's like, oh, good to know. Why does that, why, why <laughs> does that... like, I agree with the turtle, go stand over there. <laughs> <laughs> and I like this, I like how Batman calls him out on this. He's like, oh man, good moves. Why didn't you use that when we fought the first time? Right. You know what what Shredder did to you is handed you your ass. <laughs> With ancient martial arts. It is kind of a shame we don't get to see Splinter. I yeah. was curious to see what his design was gonna be like. Um in April. I would have. I wouldn't have minded seeing April Neal too, maybe Casey Jones, but you know. Oh, there, there's an a, there's an April cameo. Oh, yeah, I'll point it out here when it happens. There, yeah, there's 100 percent an April cameo in here. Matt Reeves just shared a picture of him working on the Batman trailer. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh boy! Just hopped on Twitter for a minute, and I just saw that he uh, he he gave us a little tease for Batman Day, so that's that's out oh, there in man. the world. Cuckoo, cuckoo. <laughs> Alfred over here disciplining Michelangelo. <laughs> yes. Like, he didn't hold him by the ear. He held him by his bandana. <laughs> I love the pizza. Yeah, I love that they immediately go for the pizza. Uh, would you like some napkins? Why? Before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Batman, please don't be a stickler about pizza, and he's going to be a stickler about pizza. I love how, like, Batgirl's eating it, and Damien's just like, I want it. I want it so bad. <laughs> and then he just puts it back. <laughs> yes, sir. But I also like how this actually does come full circle towards the end of the movie. Yeah. Did you also totally... notice did you also notice that each turtle has like a bit of their name across their belt to some extent? 
You know, I noticed the one for Donatello, but I didn't notice the other ones. Yep. Oh, you're right. Yeah, Leonardo's got the sash on his belt, which is kind of making an L. I can't really see. I guess Raps is a little bit like an R there. I'd call it a lowercase R than a bigger than yeah, a bigger case R, but yeah, same thing. Yeah. Then there's definitely an M there for Michelangelo. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I did not notice that. Well, I think that's a callback to some of the toys because on the toys and even I think uh, the 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 live action show they had belts that had their respective first symbol, yeah. first letter symbols on them. Oh, I do see, like, I... there's a there's a coloring difference because when they initially showed him, he was in orange pants, and now he's in tan pants. That's funny. Oh, I didn't notice that. He just keeps his formula in a, in a, as a scroll in his mouth. So, well, it is the Joker. So, yep. Just needs to cough it up whenever he needs it. I guess, yeah. I do think this Joker, in terms of design, you can see there is a... I think there's much more of an emphasis on a like killing joke Joker. With the you know, longer chin. I almost want to say that a lot of the Batman, especially like some of the Joker, Batman... And um, Two Face, very Neil Adams, Jim Aparo, that kind of like even the symbol, like that is yeah. very, yeah. And that scene even, just before a transition there, if you don't get giddy when you see, oh my God, they're handing Joker the ooze. Yeah. If you don't get giddy wondering what the possibilities are going to be going forward, then you just, you're not enjoying this movie. Right. Poor Gordon. He's so tired of all the shenanigans he has to deal with. Right. It's like, I just wanted to be a police commissioner. I figured I'd be handling, you know, armed robberies, you know, maybe a, a murderer or two. Not an invasion of ninjas in my city with a bunch of ninja turtles running around. <laughs> Typical. They all and they just leave. all leave. <laughs> well, Except for one. <laughs> Michelangelo. So cool seeing them all running together. The Bat family and the Ninja Turtles. Arkham and its inmates are too dangerous to take any chances. He ain't wrong. <laughs> Okay, if in my heyday when I used to skate, I used to dream about skating on rooftops. So the fact that Michelangelo <laughs> does it just so seamlessly, yeah, it's like you know what, man, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does it with no problem. Easily is able to jump over between rooftops. Oh boy, here we go. Gets all the villains out. Where did he find a purple? Where did they all find their outfits? That's what I'm kind of curious about. They must have a, a clothing hall somewhere, like in Batman yeah. Forever, Batman and Robin. Called her a nurse. Like, yeah. Oh, dude. So offended. Right. You damn straight. Yeah. <laughs> Eight years of college, three year residency, and he says nurse. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
I like that she gives him a little bit of, you know, pushback push. instead of just being obsessed with him like she was in the previous, you know, previous now, years. This is interesting because, like, they all turned into very different things. Yeah. I don't understand uh, at all why, why Harley kind of turns into, like, a wolf or a dog or whatever. I, I never understood that. I, I think they were going, and what I'm thinking is there, I think they were going for Hyena. Mm, maybe, now that you mentioned that. Because, I mean, clown, laughing. Right. Bane turns into, essentially, like, male cheetah. Yeah. The, the, yeah, and then Joker just... Oh, my God. See this... the, I love this, this shot of the mouth warping. Yeah. Scarecrow turning into a crow feels pretty spot on. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Mr. Freeze turning into a giant polar bear. Yeah, that's, again, spot on. no side of the foot or the leak yet I like how Mikey just parks his board right there under the door <laughs> just like I'll be back for this no big deal oh god ah uh, here we jeez oh look at that monstrosity well, now that you mention it yeah that is a little bit of a hyena look huh yeah I think that's what they were going for maybe like a a wolf or something, but I, I definitely think like a hyena. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely. Ugh, jeez. Something like that. Very Looney Tunes. Yeah. <laughs> Almost a perfect fit for Looney Tunes. And I love how Batman was just like Harley. What have you done? <laughs> right. Oh, and investigate each wing. There you go. That's a good idea. Yep. <laughs> I notice every all the heroes. Everybody's got the wide eyes. Mm. The turtles, Batman, Damien, yeah. and Batgirl and Barbara. Batgirl and Barbara <laughs> are the same person, Craig. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Commissioner. The kitchen. <laughs> no creepy manimals. Says the creepy manimal. <laughs> I'm a super kill manimal. <laughs> oh. Mr. Freeze. I feel like Those the eyes. polar bear coming out, isn't that kind of reminiscent of Sub-Zero? Yeah. <laughs> That is so cool. Okay. Oh, I'll show you cool, John. <laughs> Only thing that would have made it better is if when he walked out through that door, what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age! If that's a hint towards the Batman and Robin drunk commentary, I'm not taking the bait. <laughs> not yet. Cool party. Don't you start. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, here comes Bane. Just beats the crap out of these two for a while. Now, you'd have to wonder if the p good people of Arkham would put in a weight room specifically for <laughs> Bane. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what I feel like they did. Oh, this right here. This hurts. Well, Sandbat. Oh, ooh, yeah. Oh, God. That just, that's painful. 
Donnie like tries hit, to come in to help her. Yeah, he tries to hit he him with, the, with, with his staff, and it's like, homie, he's as hard as your shell. <laughs> yeah. Scarecrow coming in. Someone's here. Gotta have those swords ready. Yeah. Dr. Jonathan Crane calls himself Scarecrow. I've been <laughs> treated to a lot of Scarecrow content lately. Yeah, because you said the Fear State is the series going on right now. Right. Fear State's going on in the comics. Um, and I think we mentioned him in the, uh, the Villains episode to some extent. Yep. And that. the legendary moments. Right, uh, right. Yeah. You know. This is a this is a pretty creepy. Addy got pretty creeped out during this scene. This image of what the turtles turn into. Right. Very effective as far as how the scarecrow operates. Yeah, this is just terrifying seeing seeing husks of you know the turtles. And Leo's worst fear, not being able to save his brothers. Yep. And then dissolve into the bones, and then the bones turn to ash. Yeah. Still battling polar bear, Mr. Freeze. Nah, it's not going to work. <laughs> Freezer bear, Mr. Freeze bear, bear freeze. <laughs> I don't know. Something like that. What happens when the icy bear decides to go bad? <laughs> I love this. Raph thinks he's got him. Like, actually uses his size and that nah, just doesn't do a thing. <laughs> Which I guess that even is kind of a, a hint that even Mr. Freeze is in this, you know, big imposing suit that takes pretty tough to impenetrate. Bingo, call back. I'm going to need some help here. I love that they use their turtle abilities too. Like how Mikey just ducked into his shell for that right. half second. Right. Quick thought here by Damien. Quick thinking. <laughs> nah. Little little bad nipples there. See, bad nipples do make an appearance. Oh wow. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. But he does kind of put the, the heat seekers on his nips. That is funny. I like how his goggles kind of morphed into these, like, red yeah, eyes. eyes. Yeah. yeah. And I just noticed on that close-up of his face, that so Mr. Freeze had, like, a goatee right. when he was in his human form, and he still kind of has it. The fur. Yes. There's a little bit of goatee in the fur still. Yeah, it's almost like, like uh, frostbitten fur. I like this, the callback to Nightfall. Yeah. Tries to break the back, and, uh, yeah, you're not going to be able to do that against a turtle shell. <laughs> No, 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 no. And then, bam! With the weight, weight to the face. He even had his teddy bear tied to his... <laughs> oh, man. The callbacks. Uh, I love all the callbacks. You can totally tell that these 
the team that did this, they just had absolute fun making this. Oh, yeah, you can tell the people who made this movie are fans of both. Batman trying to get through to Leonardo. Working, and it does actually work out pretty well. Yeah. All things considered. Just got to concentrate. Bam! Backhands that. Mm. <laughs> that was funny. And you can also kind of tell there's a, gle a green gleam in Leo's eyes. He's suffering from the toxin. Mm-hmm. I love this. Everybody's making their way up. Mike is like, I can do Ah, uh, never mind. <laughs> this is a great moment. You're like, okay, so they fought Mr. Freeze. They fought Scarecrow. Who's next? Oh, yeah, Poison Ivy. This should be an interesting fight. I guess kind of a mutated Venus flytrap. <laughs> and problem is, she can't get close to him. Because she is too far rooted. <laughs> and try as she might, she can't reach him. <laughs> yeah this it's is like, actually right. the one moment where i was like uh this is a little weak because i would have actually really liked to see a little bit more from poison ivy <laughs> but in terms of like all the action that is in this movie i guess that is the one point where you can kind of have fun with it is with that oh, character sure. and i like that that's a contorted double-headed cat yeah for two-face Viper Joker. I love how he has the <laughs> the Joker symbol like is part of his skin on his back. Yeah, I thought that was interesting that he had a, a Joker smile on the back of his cobra on the back of his cobra head. That's that's actually pretty funny. Ah, nightmare fuel. The way she comes in in the background like that. Ish. Yeah. I go through all this trouble. It's like he doesn't even see me. Ugh. Hi, Karumba. <laughs> Damien's like, we made it. Eh, uh, did you really want to come in at that point? <laughs> Raphael, once again, not listening to orders, just goes charging in. Well, at least he took out Two-Face, but at the cost of finding that bomb. And Batman did try to warn him. He's like, you know, there's always something with the Joker.
my turn. I like how he's got two different kind of guns, a gold one yeah. and a four-round chamber one. That's pretty interesting. Oh, polar bear Mr. Freeze. freeze again. Yep. <laughs> like we didn't finish our fight. I mean, in terms of the animals that they've all turned into, Mr. Freeze is definitely probably the most formidable there. Like, how are you going to bring him down? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Especially now that they're all, you know, different monsters and whatnot. I like how the Joker is just loving this this idea that this ooze is going to allow him to just turn people into monsters and cause absolute chaos. And then he also takes it upon himself to mix it here with some yeah. of his own toxin. And then who does he decide to experiment on it with? But of course, Batman. You also got to wonder, this is also like Troy Baker pulling double duty in the same sequence. So I yeah. find that pretty interesting. Ooh, that is just <laughs> that's terrifying and interesting enough turns into a man bat yeah but not quite man bat but yeah batman a bad bat creature with like <laughs> full-fledged like arms but like not quite bat wings that are arms it's very bit of a different transformation but yeah you're right A bat, Batman. It <laughs> just chucks Two Face. Right, and then he takes Freeze down, and I, I'd have to wonder if he like maybe permanently put an end to him because he's technically not in control. I don't, I don't know. That's the thing too. I mean, he chucked Two Face out the window. We don't see Two Face again. And then he just takes again, like <laughs> Mister Freeze here, like down into the depths of you know below yeah. arkham and like and right there the subtitle flesh tearing mr freeze shrieks so right. i'm i'm kind of guessing mr freeze is dead yeah i i tough to say i honestly don't know because even Addie wondered that when that scene happened she's like what is he doing to him down there i'm like ah you know <laughs> i don't honestly know yeah and damien tries to call out to him father yeah Joker's just having a blast with this. Retro mutagen in this right here. She just does not like that word. No. We don't have a choice. I mean, yeah, could you imagine if they can't get that mutagen into him and it's just they've got to deal with that from now on? <laughs> oh, that'd be bad. Like how Batman just stops it one-handed. Yeah. Tosses Leo <laughs> with his wing, the, nonetheless. The veins just popping out all over him.
and even they, they they're all fighting him and like yeah. obviously it's not an easy fight because mutated batman versus all four turtles <laughs> boy blunder boom i like this this like oh the fast that that reminds me of the scene i don't know if you ever seen the movie Ip man yes where he uh he fights a bunch of uh martial artists in a dojo and he does this like quick-handed round of punches on one guy kind of reminded me of that mm -hmm. <laughs> like how she gives it to donnie and donnie throws it to mikey and he <laughs> yeah. almost fumbles it like ha that won't work on me i'll just switch it to the other hand gotta throw in a cowabunga right they took a chance and it paid off i like that yeah at the cost of two of batman's rogues gallery permanently gone <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of the implication I took from it. Mr. Freeze and Two Face probably aren't aren't around anymore. He's gonna be okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Harley's out. Joker's like, ah, I'm going to try to get away. And Batgirl's like, uh-uh. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you do, buddy. And <laughs> All his teeth. <laughs> All of his teeth. That right there, that line stuck with when Donnie says, we found the hostages downstairs. They're fine, mostly. What does that mean? What were they doing to the hostages? Right. Like how, what, what traumatic events could have overtaken? And here we go. <laughs> Penguin. Penguin back. Yep. With, look, look at the goons. <laughs> red, red sweater, red turtleneck sweaters, black mass over their eyes total call back to like the 60s oh yeah now that you mention it that's right yeah because i'm almost certain that that's the same outfit his goons had in the 60s adam west show i think that i think that very well could be the case yeah return of jeff goldblum baxter stockman <laughs> baxter goldblum And of course, all he cares about is money. There is no money. <laughs> Penguin gets duped. And his guys are like, uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry, bud. Yeah, I love how Penguin actually thought he had a shot against the Shredder. Your men are all dead. Would you like to be next? <laughs> Whack. <laughs> Ooh, Shredder upgraded. Got retractable claws now. Yep. <laughs> I 
I love how pathetic Baxter Stockman is. Prize container ship that was moving the Cloud Seder to Bloodhaven. Oh, Nightwing reference. I don't know how I've missed that in all the times I've caught this. I didn't even notice you mentioned Bloodhaven. Yeah. Well, that's quite the simulation. I mean, it is the back computer. It can basically simulate anything. Very true. This. Did anyone else know that Batman is Bruce Wayne? <laughs> Raphael just slaps his face. I mean, he knew the Batcave was under Wayne Manor. <laughs> and they figure out Ace Chemicals must be where. Yep. Just rips that IV out. I don't got time for it. Oh, no. He's got villains to catch. Things to do. I do. I am glad that this scene... You kind of knew in a movie like this that there would be a scene where, like, the team, quote-unquote, like, breaks up. I'm glad they didn't focus too long on this. Like, Batman objects to it. He doesn't want them to be part of the team anymore. He wants them to go back to New York. Right. I, I'm glad that they didn't like draw this out and like they go their separate ways and then come back together. Because I mean, that's this is just one of those cliches of like these team up movies and shows that seems to always happen. Right, where the uh, the two team, two respective members or whoever split apart and then they come together for some ridiculous reason. I like that Raph is the one who's like, nope, not today. Yeah. And I like that he does it by associating himself with Batman because they are kind of similar. Oh, yeah. Like how Raph says, like, you know, you like to go off on your own, do your own thing. That's what I do with my brothers. And they're like, where are you going with this? Because it really, it reminded me of the scene from the 90s movie where Raph went off, you know, he get into that fight with Leo, goes off on his own and mm -hmm. has that brawl with all those foot soldiers on the rooftop and where he just gets his ass kicked though right and then they have to come and save him before april's apartment and house burned down yeah yeah uh, this, oh my gosh he touched the batman <laughs> yeah that was a that was a moment for all and they're like wait did he just <laughs> he just pulled batman to face him Alfred's like, come on, Bruce. Let's not do this. And then he said he admits that he like in a way he says, You're right. Yeah. Essentially saying I'm wrong. Which Batman doesn't do very often, if at all. <laughs> I didn't walk here from New York. 
I like how Mikey was insistent on being in the Batmobile. <laughs> yeah. And I like how this Batmobile is, to me, it's kind of a blend. They took the animated series one and mixed it with, like, I feel like the 89 Burton one and just kind of gave them a good little blend. Yeah, oh, I'm, not quite, com- I'm not quite sure where the Batmobile gets. I mean, some of the some of the aesthetic on the outside makes me think animated series. Some of the aesthetic on the inside makes me think a little bit of, um, I don't know, maybe Batman Beyond. I just noticed their license plate was Turtle Wax. Yes. <laughs> I didn't see, I didn't notice that before. Ubu! Ubu. Rachel Ghoul's right-hand man, Ubu. Which, if Rachel Ghoul ever gets put in a Batman movie ever again, I'm kind of hoping that Ubu makes an appearance. He does. He needs. He needs to have his time to shine. Interesting seeing the Foot Soldiers and the League of Assassins all on the same rooftop. Well, yeah, I mean, if they can coordinate together and, you know. I like how there are bat symbols on the back of that. <laughs> yeah. Because branding is everything. Did you also notice in the um, in the turtle van what month is on the calendar? Yeah, that's it. That's what I was going to say. That's the April cameo. Yeah. <laughs> This part I find interesting, where they uh, they start shooting the um, sewer plates at the guy. Yeah, and they're they're colored like pizza. Yeah. Yeah, like right here. Okay, so it's like, oh, cool. He's gonna shoot, you know, just like the toy from the '80s. He's gonna shoot the sewer plates at him. But the one thing that I notice, let's see, it's gotta be, yeah, I think it's coming up right here. So he shoots one. Okay, the guy's like, what the... Then the second one. Yeah, uh, that dude's dead. <laughs> yeah. He just he yeah. just decapitated that man. <laughs> yeah, but these are also the turtles. I don't think they really care much. Not so much. But just the fact that I was just like, whoa, Donatello just decapitated that man. There's okay. no way that guy survived. I feel like the helmet that, that Raph is wearing is definitely a callback to some other prior version. I know he's had a motorcycle helmet of the same somewhere before i just don't remember where i've seen it it might actually be one of the toys come to think of it i think so i think it is a callback to one of the toys like how batgirl's uh motorcycle is purple to match the outfit dude i'm telling you batgirl's probably gonna have a motorcycle in her next in her movie she's she has to oh we got mutants yeah, and then Donnie, Donnie just smacking him with those sewer plates. Was that a hippo? That was a hippo That's, person. I think, yeah, I think that was a hippo person. Nice. I saw, I saw a lion, a wolf, a hippo. There's a lion, two wolves, more wolves. another lion. Mainly wolves and lions, but that uh, that other one. There we go. Love that. The black. Yeah, the blacked out silhouette fighting. I like how they yeah, both oh. have bow staffs. That's that was awesome. A pigeon. I like this guy, I thought, yeah, when when the talons first came down, I was like, okay, so it's like an eagle or something. No, he's a pigeon. <laughs> that guy got the short end of the straw there. Clearly. <laughs> oh, an elephant. How about that? This this dude got to be a freaking elephant. Oh, you know what? I just thought of another one that's coming up. 
And it's bigger than an elephant. Oh, yes. Yep. Oh, I can't do an elephant noise. Never mind. <laughs> and this dude, you know, uh, this one too. She says, don't forget to duck. Does this. He crashes into that. And then she drives off. Yeah, that dude dead. He is not coming back from that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> elephant skin's tough, but I don't I don't know that that he might have survived that. I don't know. <laughs> but that was Batgirl, not Batman. Let's be honest yep. here. Oh, no, and not, not even. That wasn't even her fault. I mean, he, yeah, he ran into it, so. Technically, she did not kill him. She just got away from him. Yep. He killed himself. She didn't kill him, but she didn't have to save him. Exactly. April. There we go. There's April. And there's and... the big, like, this is the one that really caught me off guard. I was like, what? <laughs> A dinosaur? Like, so, so far, everything, it was all, like, animals from, modern, you know, modern, modern times. Time. Right. Hippos and lions and wolves and stuff and then all of a sudden this dude comes in as a freaking t-rex michelangelo pushed some buttons <laughs> and he just gets the biggest smile on his face like okay this is one of my favorite jokes in the movie though when he starts lighting everything off right here damien looks over i've always wanted to hit every button oh. <laughs> he's so brokenhearted He's always wanted to do it, and yet Michelangelo was able to do it. It's funny because after Batman was presumed dead in Battle for the, or not sorry, in Final Crisis, there's a point in the, in the book where Damien um, in Battle for the Cow actually hijacks one of the Batmobiles. <laughs> oh, does he? Yeah, he does. It's pretty funny. Man, that T Rex. I'm still just like, wow. <laughs> and yet it's a T Rex, but he still has the Foot Clan <laughs> mm -hmm. mask on. Mm hmm. Man, that had to hurt, too. He shot those right into his throat. Yeah. And gave him, like, a lot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> ah. Okay. <laughs> that had to have been an interesting feeling. See, that is a good superhero team shot. Yep. Baxter Stockman. Still doing his thing. All around murderers. The Venomous hybrid is complete! I'm wondering if Baxter Stockman ever gets made into another Turtles movie. He looks more like that. And you know, the sad thing is in those Michael Bay movies, in the second one, they did hint that he was going to turn into Baxter Stockman at some point. The fly version. Yeah. But we never got to see it. Yeah. That's Tyler Perry, wasn't it? He was Baxter Stockman. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the Jeff Goldblum laugh. <laughs> you know, that would be some real fourth wall breaking shit right there if, if they actually cast Jeff Goldblum as the next Baxter, Baxter Stockman. That's, yeah. This poor guy. <laughs> just gets, oh. <laughs> they all just pop out of their respective view. So, boss. So much for your distraction. <laughs> I love how they just go back and forth at each other throughout the entirety of the movie. Shredder and Rush all cool. 
like they work together, but they do not like each other. I think they're. I think Shredder's a little envious of the fact that Rachel Ghoul has been around for much longer than he has. And dare I say, B is much more accomplished in what he's trying to do. Oh, that's a very good point. <laughs> like just Shredder, everyone, everyone just kicking ass right now. Yeah, Shredder's successful, but he's not on the same kind of level as Rachel Ghoul, and I think that's the thing that probably irks him the most. One that he has to be a lackey essentially to Rasha. <laughs> right. Just grabbing yeah. that foot soldier and just bashing it back and forth. Shredder, Shredder is, is mine. mine. <laughs> <laughs> I think you forgot how our last encounter played out. Like remember when I whooped your ass? Yeah. <laughs> and here comes Rash. Oh, I love this. Yeah. Because he Notice chooses... that too. Sending he... teenagers to do his job and perhaps another must die. Total calling out. Jason Todd. Yep. Yeah. Totally calling out about Jason Todd there. Yeah. And also fighting them with the sword one-handed. Yep. I got Batgirl's just giving Ubu the business. Yeah. <laughs> Ubu's just knocked out. Damon's and Robin, like, well... Robin, Robin's like, you... I will take you. <laughs> With whatever formidable abilities you may possess. And then he's just like, nah, don't, man. Come on, bro. And then he throws <laughs> And passes out in his own vomit. <laughs> you are a terrible disappointment. <laughs> Rage just handing it to him. Oh, dude. Oh, I feel so bad for Donnie here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gets his arm just oh. decimated and his staff busted. Legitimate just loss. Just boom. You're done. Kicks him away. It sets Leo off pretty good, right? And good because he's having flashbacks to that Scarecrow nightmare. It's like your legs Donnie work. Though. It's like you yeah. can get up. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> man. Being a little too mean there. <clears throat> You know, uh, the way the arm just flops when he right when he brings it over, <laughs> he just looks like ah crap. But this is where I'm going. I almost thought he smiled there for a second, but then I remembered it's just it's the way <laughs> right his, there, his mouth back. is. That right there, call back to the Ninja Turtles arcade game where he threw the foot soldier towards the screen. Oh wow, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Oh, the amount of quarters I wasted on that game. Every arcade, every time I went to Chuck E. Cheese, you always went to the Teenage Ninja Turtles arcade game. <laughs> oh, purple and green. I like that color scheme. It's like, oh man, <laughs> I think I might actually need some guidance here. Leo's still going at it with Raish. Who's still fighting him one-handed. Yeah. And still whooping his ass. Thinking about what Bruce told him. Right. That sword, too. (sighs) 
This is where Leo actually shines because I've never seen, at least not, not not in a long while, some really good sword action from Leo. Yeah. And who better to give him a sword fight than the demon's head? Well, and I'm glad since this is PG-13 and they are able to get a little more intense, you know, and that does allow Leo to actually use his swords, whereas, you know, all the old cartoons, yeah, he had his swords, but he could never fight with them, really. Right. Unless they were fighting the 80s Foot Clan, which they got away with that because they were robots. Very true. <laughs> he just kicks him right in the balls. That's why you don't monologue, and I love this. I'm 16, I learned this from a rat. Oh, man. <laughs> Taken out. Leonardo just took out Rachel Ghoul. I like how his cape was even scorching up until he landed. Yeah. I like this Shredder's just like, nah, I'm done with your gadgets. Like, you want to fight, you fight me hand to hand. I'm going to take away your utility belt. We're going to do this mano imano. I promised you would die if you stood in my way. You are no match for me. And he actually thinks he's going to take control of the League of Assassins. That's cute. Yeah. Getting ready for his attack again. Yeah, trying to pull off that Sato Oshi strike again. Not this time. And this, I love this. Cowabunga. <laughs> I love his reaction. What? Cowabunga? Boom! <laughs> Move your dumb face, shredhead. <laughs> Ooh, I love the scars. Yep. The scar that he got from Splinter. Mm-hmm. In the same spot, just like the 90s. Yes. Movie. Yes, exactly, yeah. And then Batman just proceeds to whoop that ass. Yeah, Batman just clowns Shredder, rightfully so. And you know, you love to see it, you know. You absolutely love to see it. <laughs> and Mike is just like, I'll push this button. Oh, that's just gonna make it fly up faster. <laughs> if you somehow turned it on even more. Uh, if I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Something tells me that can be taken out of context quite too much. A little bit. Just a little, little bit. bit. Just a tad. See see what I mean? Like, this, this movie is just... It is so entertaining from the very beginning until the very end. There's just not a dull moment, I think. Yeah, I don't think there's a dull moment in this either. They just have so much fun with it. Is that Ozma from Final Fantasy? Oh, never mind. Let's just top the Cloud Seeder. <laughs> do we want it to explode? Yes. Yes, you do. Because that thing is going to, like, turn all the people in the Gotham into, like, crazy <laughs> manimal monsters. I love this. <laughs> well, how are we going to survive this? Um, the blimps. <laughs> they landed on the blimps. That's right. He's <laughs> like, that's that's why they have these blimps. Batman's still just whooping. Oh, this. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, he's uh, just pounder shredder face in like it's nothing. 
The shredder just flops to the ground. <laughs> he still thinks that he's somehow going to be able to control the foot and the League of Assassins. Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, I, I never like, understood how like that Leo was feasible. Leo did not kill Raish. He just knocked him out. So how do you think you're going to take it? We have to get everyone out now. How many foot I soldiers you pull yeah, out of there? Good God. That's a, <laughs> Damien just dragging Baxter Stockman still puke on his back. Yeah. Yeah, you got to wonder how many foot soldiers and League of Assassins members did they get out of there in time? Probably a lot. Probably quite a lot. I love this. No way Shredder could have survived that. Well, we've we've thought we've had him before. <laughs> I can't believe Master Bruce actually said Cowabunga. Oh, that's right. They hand each other the <laughs> my online handle is Oracle. Oh man. Oh, I see you. Both staffs Both are staffs cool. Are cool. <laughs> they are. Yeah, see how Damien and Raphael had a bit of bonding throughout the movie. You're more frivolous brothers. You are also weird. But I kind of like that too. <laughs> I'm very sorry about before, Alfred. Mike, Michael Angel's got to patch things up with Alfred before he goes. <laughs> it's just what I've always wanted. <laughs> Please and promise me you only use it to perform the sickest of tricks. You're like, ah, oh, no, what's he want us to do? Eat pizza. It's pizza time. Like I mentioned. <laughs> Carries Alfred with him. I hope Bat the Batmobile really didn't have much damage at all, but their turtle van got wrecked. Yeah, pretty badly. <laughs> and Damien's like, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, Here comes uh, man. That's the most yeah, that's the most controversial thing in this whole movie. How dare you fold your pizza? Batman Eat do something like... controversial? Get out of here. <laughs> Eat it like a man. Well, with that, I... the credits are now rolling and they I like how they interweave the credits with a lot of these Amalgam like comic yeah. posters of Batman and the Turtles. Integrating the turtles into all of them. Yeah. And I love how they kept the art kind of the like right there that, you know, that 60s style Robin, but you can tell he's kind of carrying the 80s style Ninja Turtles. Yeah. And that cover of Batman and Teenage Mutant Turtles is very teeny MNT inspired. Mm hmm. 
Oh, even that that Frank Miller Batman comic right there. <laughs> and there's one there, Batman and Teenage Mutant Turtles. That's inspired by Batman and the Outsiders. Crisis on Earth One. Yep. Yep. Casey Jones. That's a character I wish could have been in this. Maybe he'll be in the sequel. If there is a sequel, because this film only came out two years ago, so I don't know if and when a, a sequel could happen, because I know they've got a lot of other stuff on the docket. It might, you know, I'd have to think maybe it might be in the cards, but, you know, it, this is one of the only few that has 100% written on Rotten Tomatoes for their score, but only a, a small, small portion of people have seen it. Yeah. And reviewed it on Rotten Tomatoes, so that's why it's still sitting at 100%. Look at that year one part four. That's with a Ninja Ma- Turtles. Yeah, that's a Mazzucelli inspiration right there. Oh, that's Batman number one. Yeah, inspired. Yeah, I like that. He's, he's some kind of a lizard monster. <laughs> Raphael versus Nightwing. Now that's something I'd like to see in a sequel. That would be yeah. That would be an interesting fight there. Leonardo and Batman teaming together. Mm-hmm. Batman and Michelangelo. <laughs> right. Batman Teenage Mutant Turtles versus Star of the Conqueror. Brave and the Bold. Yep. Batman and TMNT. What is up with Batman's foot in that one? <laughs> that, I think, was from... Oh, I don't remember which artist did the cover, but there's a cover like that for that for, for some of those books. Robin versus the Shredder. That would... Could you imagine Damien trying to take on Shredder? I mean, he could take on Raish, so. Ah. And then, here we go. The post credit sequence. Ace Chemicals is burning, but we get a Joker-fied Shredder coming out of the rubble. Even Addy, you know, not being too familiar with all this, when he came out of the rubble, she's like, why is his skin white? I'm like, just wait. Starting to do some laughing. We got Joker Shredder. And his scars even like mutated yeah. too. That's yeah. wild. You see like the cracks in his lips. Yeah. Well there that we was Batman vs. the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Well, how about that? That's one commentary in the bag. Can't wait for many more. Yeah, that was a great one. That was a really fun movie. Just fun from very beginning to the closing credits. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um no, I don't. Again, I don't think there's too much wrong with it. You know, there's just some like a few, a very small amount of things that I'd probably just, I don't know, either omit or do a little differently. But all in all, great time, good fun. And again, you know what I was talking, what I mentioned earlier about Batman being uh, so interchangeable and so malleable between universes. It's always nice to see him interact with people who aren't in the DC universe. Yeah. Well, I mean, you think about it over the years, everything that he has crossed over in, um, you know, when we were talking about our Batman suits, how they did the comic run of Batman versus the Predator. Mm-hmm. There's apparently a Batman versus Alien series. Oh, that's you right. Know, yeah, that's true. Back in the day, there was the, you know, the Batman or Batman and Robin appearing in, you know, the Scooby-Doo cartoon shows. So, I mean, he has crossed over into many things indubitably and i look forward to whatever commentary we do next and i'm not sure if it'll be batman and robin but (laughs) maybe one day well before we sign off for the day 
we do have one other piece of business to attend to, and that is Batman the Animated Series, episode on Leather Wings. Yep. Uh, now, I took a couple notes, but just to kind of give a rubdown of this episode, uh, there's a giant bat creature terrorizing Gotham chemical plants. Batman is being targeted by the media, per Harvey Bullock's recommendation, and uh, the Commissioner Gordon ain't having it, but the mayor allows Bullock to put together a strike force because he thinks that Batman's kind of gone off the path and is the one behind this, even though everyone, of course, watching this knows better that Batman is not a criminal in this universe, obviously. Um, I'd also just like to point out this is one of the few episodes in which Clive Revel voiced Alfred. You know, the other two he did were Christmas with the Joker and Nothing to Fear. Uh, After that, it was Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. who took over voicing duties. And Batman definitely does not do uh, what Man Bat does in this episode and uh, chuck a security guard out of a window. Very true. Yes. And, um, you know, this episode, I enjoyed it a lot. And I remembered why after watching it, because it, it, it the animation, much like Cat in the Claws, just very crisp and clear. Like, I think one thing that really stuck out for me was when um, the smoke bomb as, Bat- as Batman escapes down the elevator shaft uh, uh, when the SWAT force is coming after him top-notch animation yeah yeah the movement too the way the characters move just very smooth um i I, one of the key things that stuck out to me in terms of the movement was um the scene where uh bullock is planning on getting on the helicopter to go chase after batman and commissioner gordon comes storming up just the way i mean his the way his jacket moved with the wind the way his hair is moving around and like the little things like he's adjusting his glasses because the wind is like pushing on him so much just little details like that is just far beyond what a lot of animated shows were doing at the time yeah the show has incredible impeccable detail and i think that might have also been due to the fact that you know it was drawn on black paper and whatnot but um also like kirk langstrom turning into man bat I feel like I could put that episode on a like a Halloween rotation and kind of get yeah. the similar kind of feeling because man, that transformation is wicked, wicked cruel. Yeah, I actually decided because I was, you know, obviously I watched the episode before we started this. Um, Addy and I had finished um, Batman versus TMNT, and I was like, okay, well, I should hop right into On Leather Wings, and then I remembered that transformation sequence, and I was like, uh, maybe I'll wait till Addy's not in the room to watch this. Mm-hmm. Because it is a pretty, it's a pretty terrifying uh, transformation scene. Oh, it's kind of graphic a little bit. But then I think it also leads to some of the, again, you know, some some of the best animation you could get from this show. Oh, yeah. Because you, you get like, there's a shot where, you, where Man Bat is flying and you see the silhouette of him flying through past a city building. But then also when, when he's like flying around with Batman on his tail, like literally on yeah. his tail by grapnel hook. Yeah, the way the camera um, in that scene, because he's got the Batman does have him on it with a grappling hook and they're flying around a blimp and the camera pans and follows it like from behind to the side. And then as they make their way flying up above the blimp, the camera pans back behind them again. And you can see almost kind of like you're looking at it from Batman's perspective as he's just flying through the Mm -hmm. air connected to man that yeah and then you know by the end of the episode of course he reverses the transformation saves kurt langstrom's life but you know he the way he comes about it is like you know he's researching this bat and you know obviously being 
Batman, he's got a really great uh, excuse to bring this, uh, you know, this hair, this bat, this bat piece of hair that he finds, takes it to, I believe, the Gotham Zoo, where they're res- where's you know, Kirk Langstrom is researching bats, but with him and his mentor, and uh, come to find out that Langstrom and his mentor have been like trying to reverse engineer a serum that could take humanity and make it into something better. Hence, Man Bat. And I remember just being absolutely like not mortified per se, but just being intrigued at the fact that like Batman is in a world where you know the the opposite thing can come to fruition, and that's a thing mm-hmm. he fights. The idea and the concept just intrigues me that there's like, you know, Batman, Man Bat. Well, and for them to go with Man Bat as the first villain in this series right. is very interesting. I actually, I found a quote um, from an interview they had with Bruce Tim as to why they decided to go with Man Bat for the first episode. And he wanted, uh, he stated that he wanted the series to focus on, and this was his quoting it um he wanted the series to focus on mystery mood drama as well as superhero action sequences and he felt that man bat fit perfectly into those categories and he said um man bat was chosen specifically for this first episode because he wasn't very familiar to many people outside of comic book fans Mm -hmm. Uh, nobody had any preconceived notions about him it wasn't like the joker where you had to deal with people expecting him to be jack nicholson or caesar romero you know, right. people, the common public, you know, we live in a day and age now. You don't know who a villain is. Oh, let me Google him real quick. I'll find out everything about him from beginning to end. Bingo. Back in the 90s, people are like, man bat? What the hell is a man bat? Yeah. Yeah, this episode does a really great job, I think, introducing a lot of fans to a lot of Batman's wider rogues gallery. That isn't exclusive to, you know, the, the, the top tier ones that we've seen over the years, like Penguin, Riddler, Joker, Catwoman. Mr. Freeze, all of those people. like, And that's, again, I think just a lovely testament to his rogues gallery on the whole because you have so many of these obscure villains, but also so many of these villains who are kind of, you know, mirrored reflections of Batman in some kind of way, somehow, some way, even if it is in a more physical, literal sense. Yeah. Well, and that makes me even more excited for this, you know, potential... Uh, what's the name of the show that's coming to HBO Max that is essentially like the next Bruce Tim animated series? Batman the Cape Crusader. Batman the Cape Crusader. So what I'm most interested to see is if this is a return to form of the Bruce Tim Batman animated series kind of format. Right. I'm really interested to see if he takes the new modern, you know. Yeah villains that we've seen over the last you know what two decades since this show came out i feel like well bruce tim is for sure involved so i wonder if we're gonna make i would i would not be surprised to not see the court of owls i'm sure they're probably maybe gonna make an yes. appearance yeah because um, they're very popular um bloom i, I almost would want, i would almost i i think bloom could happen because he's in that same kind of wheelhouse that tim likes to play in yeah um who else could I possibly think of that I there's been hmm. and you gotta wonder too is he going to set it in the same kind of time frame or is it going to be later on you know are the villains gonna evolve are they gonna change that's what I'm I also wonder if the extended family might make an appearance as well yeah that's what I was thinking too because they've already done you know 
Batman, Nightwing, and Robin in the animated series. So I wonder if this time, if it's not even, say, the same series, if it's, like, spiritually connected. But I feel like they said it's a spiritual successor. But I wonder if that means in that it's not the same universe or it might be the same universe. I, I honestly don't know. But yeah. if, if they if they do, like, a whole kind of fresh slate, it's not tied to Batman the animated series, but only just, like, it's, it's very look like inspired just just on the looks because it is bruce tim doing the art but it's not the same continuity i would be open to seeing you know a nightwing maybe a tim drake yeah. maybe a red hood you know maybe even some of the other bat girls like cassandra kane or stephanie brown or even other Batwoman, or yeah even batwoman or even like uh another villain that hadn't been used i don't think was he was used in the batman but i don't think he was in the animated series was clue master yeah or uh, maybe they bring Damian Wayne into the fold. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The possibilities are endless. But going back to uh, On Leather Wings, again, you know, that, that first episode, that really is where a lot of it began for, for you know, Batman the Animated Series, but also for, for Man Bat, I feel. Yeah. No, no one knew who Man Bat was prior to the Animated Series, I think. Now, all that said, I do think that this episode is easily like a, a four and a half out of five. Bat Definitely. Heads. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah, totally agree on that. And I love they played it like a kind of a traditional monster movie, too. You don't see Man Bat until, what, the last five minutes of the episode? Yeah. Yeah, you don't really see Man Bat until at least the last uh, five or ten minutes or so of the episode. Again, you know, these are only 22-minute episodes, so it doesn't really... Yeah. These are crisp with pace, so they, they move pretty quickly. Narratively, they're not horribly written or anything, so... But I just I appreciate that they did that. You know, they give you subtle little hints at him. You see, like, you know, a little bit of his wing. You see his silhouette. But you don't see the actual full thing until he transforms. Yes. That is true. Well, Craig, it has been certainly been a lovely Batman day. Talking about yes, Batman and Teenage Mutant Turtles. Talking uh, Batman the Animated Series on Leather Wings. Um, I'm not quite sure what our next episode's going to be. I'm sure we'll figure it out at some point in the next yeah. couple days here. But uh, thank you again, my man. It's always a blast talking Batman with you. Absolutely. I love this. I love being a part of this. And I am very excited to see what the future holds for us with this show. I know, right? After Legends of the Dark Knight and this, I'm, I'm really going to be spitballing of what to do next. And especially, <laughs> you know, since we've got more Batman animated series to watch after as well. Yep. But, uh, where can the good people on the interwebs follow you along if they wish to? Uh, I am still, uh, for now, just Instagram, uh, Craigie Omega, C-R-A-I-G-G-Y-O-M-E-G-A. Sticking with Instagram for now. I'm trying to try to be a little more active on there and uh, actually try to you know promote the show and get things a little more streamlined there. Uh, I think for now, I'm just going to stay away from Twitter. I just, uh, I don't think I can handle it. You make the right decisions. I'm just put it to you that way, because and again, you know, I I don't. It's not that I don't ask you to promote the show, but again, you are a part yeah. of it. So you know, by all means, yeah, promote it on Instagram. I've been trying to because I'm. That's one thing I'm trying to get better at myself is just outright promoting things that I am working on. And yeah. um, if y'all want to again follow myself and Craig, uh, Craig's on Instagram, Craig Omega. And you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Vero, just at unfiltered. You can also follow this show uh, on Podbean. That's where we, we are stationed. But you can also listen to us on iTunes as well as Apple Podcasts as well 
as Google Podcasts. And if y'all want to leave us a review, you can on Apple Podcasts or even Podbean, if I'm not mistaken. You guys can also share messages or anything like that with us on Twitter and Instagram, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search for T-E-K underscore podcast. And if you guys want to interact with us, just drop an email, uh, eternalnightpod at gmail.com. But other than that, that is where we are going to put a pin in it for now. As always, everybody, stay safe. Wear your mask. Take it easy. Have a great day or night, whatever your listening preference is. Happy Batman Day, everybody. And happy Batman Day, everybody. No, no, he ain't right. Look, Batman, I get it. The whole brooding loner thing, sitting up on rooftops, mumbling about how you're the only one who can stand up to evil in your own city. That's my whole deal. I love that stuff, and I, I totally agree that my brothers are annoying. Unbearably so sometimes. Um, where are you going with this? <laughs> That's why, when things get tough, I don't even bother with them. I go off on my own and I do things my way. He does do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but here's the thing. Every single time, I just get into more trouble and my brothers have to bail me out. It's true, every time. Sure, we make mistakes. Sure, we make the wrong moves. But we can't get better if you don't trust us. <gasps> We're a family, and learning from your mistakes together is how a family works. This isn't a family. It's a team. Ain't that the same thing? You're right. Let's stop Roz and Shredder. Together. Awesome! Dibs on the Batmobile! Uh, we have our own ride. You do? <laughs> yeah, we didn't walk here from New York. Don't care! Called Batmobile! Thank you for listening to The Eternal Night. This podcast is not affiliated with Warner Media or DC Entertainment. All thoughts shared belong to those involved and not the companies they happen to work for or be talking about. Drop us an email at eternalnightpod at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at T-E-K underscore podcast. Thank you.